Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk animated shows and movies here, especially Miraculous Ladybug and The Owl House. Find everything about us at OverlyAnimated.com. I'm your host, Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. And Alex Bonilla. Hello. A kid's animated show with landmark queer representation, a demon world, several demon characters, magic, and a realm called the in-between. But enough about the Owl House. Uh, we're talking but I'm wow. Dead End Paranormal Park here on the today's podcast, uh, which is a new Netflix show that has all of those things and uh, many more uh, attributes to it. It's based on a webcomic turned graphic novel, Dead Endia by Hamish Steele. Um, yeah, it dropped a few days ago. We have seen all 10 episodes. We will be uh, eventually getting into spoilers. However, we'll start with the spoiler-free section in case anyone has not checked out the show yet. Um, so keep listening if you want to hear whether we recommend uh, watching Dead End. Um, and then I will let you know, or you can check the podcast description for the topic times once we will start getting into spoilers for the entire season. We're, t- we're going to be talking about the entire season one of Dead End Paranormal Park. Okay, uh, let's start off spoiler-free. Uh, in general, what did you think of Dead End Delaney? I love Dead End. It was wonderful. It's extremely bingeable, which as someone who has very, who has started to binge a lot, but also um, sometimes it, you know certain things are more bingeable than others, you just fly through this. It's wonderful. It's, it, it's almost, it has a little bit more of that, I don't know. It's not as creepy as the Owl House, which to some might upset people, but it's, I just thought it was wonderful, like pleasant and fun and cute. And it just, it hit, checked all of my boxes for like just good watch. Yes. Uh, gay and cute it's and gay. good. That's your checkbox. Right? Yeah, yeah. Gay and weird. Those are my, the, oh, weird. <laughs> I didn't know weird was so high up on your list. Weird is always it. Um, yeah, no, it has, they're singing, like, there's all of, checks all my boxes. Okay, weird gay singing, got it. Um, Alex, so what did you think of Dead End? Um, Delaney used the word cute, and that's the first word that honestly comes to mind when, I, like, it just, it felt like a very cute show to watch, it was very comfortable. Um, at the same time, I think that it does deal with some, uh, some heavy topics with, uh, with, uh, it's not like a one-time thing like it treat it talks about them throughout the episodes and when it does i think it does it does it very well so i appreciate that like added added a emotional dimension for a couple of the main characters uh i think it's just it's a pretty fun ride there are definitely some um some of the demonic characters are very fun in in this in this in this uh series uh the uh the mystery stuff um, definitely picks up near the end of the series, and I think oh, I that like that... forgot the mystery until you just I'm like, yeah, there's mystery completely forgot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like at the, at the beginning, it's not that big of a deal, and you're just getting settled into the characters and the you know their their personalities and their struggles. But uh, as it goes, like it, it puts a little more focus on the quote plot, and I think that it does a little better 
uh, right at the end of uh, getting you in, invested in that and connecting it to our um, our character's uh, um, whole situation. So yeah, I, I had a, I had a pretty good good time with with Dead End, and I'm happy that it was uh, allowed to be um, given this kind of uh, given this kind of freedom. Um, uh, the, uh, it's definitely a show that um uh, we're in spoiler free but uh, so i would say like if anybody is going to is interested in watching it i feel like the first two episodes alone give you a pretty good sense of what the tone of the rest of the show is going to be and i think the second episode is honestly one of the strongest ones so uh, i would uh, if if you are interested by what we're saying by i would advise to at least get through episode two so you get a, a sense of uh, what what the strong points of the show are in my opinion and these are 22-minute episodes, so this isn't mm-hmm. a really big commitment. And I do um, talk about the mystery, and just to, to jump off what you said was I I think it's very engaging. Like, and I guess in generally the whole show, like very engaging. Like as soon as you start watching, like I think it it hooks you really fast and really early. Yeah. So I think that's it. for me. Like the whole experience of watching is um, part of what makes it so great. Nice. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed Dead End. I think it's pretty phenomenal uh, the the whole season. Um, I think the first half. I agree that you can you can get a pretty good sense to episodes. First half though is more maybe more character focused, and then it does shift gears. I feel like in the second half and uh, really dives into the mythology and plot and has some really unique episodes. Uh, I think second half of the season is absolutely phenomenal. Um, the the show has a, a trans boy main character, uh, which we've never seen before. A um, ton of incredible trans representation and uh, gay representation as well. Um, that'll be a big draw to a lot of people. Um, there is a, a musical episode, as referenced, later in the season that I think is one of the year's absolute best television episodes. So I think you gotta watch for that as well. Um, but, uh, I, I actually really enjoyed the mythology of the show. Um, I was really interested by the overall setup of what was going on. And, uh, I think it does pay off, uh, which I'm always happy about if, if there's kind of some intriguing elements that, that turn into a greater thing by the end, all, all in one season with, with great characters. Uh, the animation is really incredible. Wasn't even necessarily expecting a show Uh, that was so gorgeous. What they do with the the title cards is, you know, something we talked about a lot was Kipo. Like, it was different. Oh, like, yeah. The animation in this show is stunning. <laughs> like, it's not just that it's, like, gorgeous, like, just, like, the colors and the... But, like, they, the title cards get me every time. Like, it's just so nice. <laughs> you you love title cards. I, I love that. title I cards. We talk about title cards. Like, yeah. Uh, it's... it's uh, a ton of of really good stuff i'd basically recommend it to everyone if you like the owl house it's not the same show as the owl house but uh i think there are enough similar elements that uh, you should definitely check it out i've been recommending it to people also who are fans of gravity falls there is Mm. it's definitely also like to me i think following that weird monster mystery stuff going yes, the on. weird monster mm-hmm. mystery and it's but i've been t- i'm like it's gravity falls but it's gay and but there's like to me that's really a lot of it like the kind of the kind of monster of the week kind of not not to give anything away but yeah i think it's i think it starts monster of the week um it does but there's that strong it's a much stronger mystery that i think ties everything together 
And I think they do a good job of you're not sure what the mystery is for a while because everything's the mystery. Yeah, nice. And and a, a show also very is very horror influenced. Um, despite be I do agree with kind of being very cute and and nice. There's definitely a lot of horror uh, themes. The for the opening sequences is uh, the most horror of the show, and it's pretty great. Um, and then uh, there's kind of elements throughout as well. So yes, I think we'd all we'd all recommend Dead End. So if you've not checked it out, we are going eleven out of ten. Eleven out of ten. That's a high grade. That's off the it charts. Is. I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of stuff. A lot of movies. Being caught up on old stuff. Watching new stuff. I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed this, and I plan on picking up the books that they are based off of. Nice. Uh, yes, yeah, so we'll be getting into spoilers now for all of season one of Dead End, 10 episodes. Here's the good part. <laughs> yes, we can, you know, I mean, they're definitely spoilers, but I don't know, are we going to instantly jump and talk about a twist? But anyway, 10 spoilers for all of season one of Dead End starting now. Please go back and watch and don't keep posting. You can come back and listen after you finish the season. So now that we are in spoiler territory... Um, I think, you know, a, a chance to talk about any aspects we couldn't talk about before. And also, I'm curious, like, what, what are your favorite aspects, a character episode, uh, kind of any any part of the show that really uh, was something you connected to, Delaney? So I have connected to all of it. But for me, the real like what I really appreciate about this show is the handling. Like, because for me, the spoiler would be kind of how do they handle um, Barney being trans? And... I think they do a great, that's the part that I think is the, like, when I, like, when I say this, it's going to sound really dismissive, but I really mean it. Like, when everything we say that shows should do, this show did. Like, we're not reliving Barney's trauma. The way they show things, the way they talk about things, we don't have to hear what Barney hears Mm -hmm. from his grandmother. We know it's bad. We've, people, everyone has been there, whether you're trans or not. You know what was said. You know the feeling of not being accepted. And I think the way they handle all of the characters and how everyone is just so nice. We don't even really see, we see his grandmother once. And she's like a demon. <laughs> like she's, she's the ghost. Uh, she's the skull, whatever nonsense that Harmony's doing. Oh, in that episode, yeah. Yeah, and so that's part of, like, I think part of what I really love about the show is the hand and all the way through, like we take that whole thread with the family all the way through. Nice. Yeah. We're going to care. Def- definitely. And the, the creator, creators trends as well, the show and a lot of the, the crew. Um, we're going to, we're going to, that's going to be our fir- first topic to dive into. So in, in very soon, we'll talk more about all of the trans representation in the show. Alex, what are some of the other favorite aspects of that? Um, aside from the uh, from the Barney stuff, which I I agree is a, a strong point. I, I mean, especially you know seeing Barney interact with his family um, throughout throughout the uh, like mom, dad, brother, and the whole like juggling of relationships uh, in the wake of something like that, and how uh, how complicated that that feels, especially as like uh, a, you know as someone who is not. Um, comfortable in their own home you know so uh, i i think that that is is balanced really well throughout the show and is a big piece of what helps uh what helped me to connect with it as well but um in addition to barney um i think that the relationship between barney and norma is is is, it needs to be strong for this to work and i think it is like you know seeing them gradually uh, grow close together and norma also figuring 
figuring her stuff out too throughout throughout the season like so, um slowly slowly uh getting more comfortable in this environment as well um i i also i mean we, we talked a little bit about it in the spoiler free but the part the second half of the season they're willing to uh, experiment a little bit more with the format like episode eight that they're going through like all, all tv um the styles i always uh, appreciate any anything where you go, jump into different shows uh, and then uh, nine you know their homage to, to mu- musicals of all kinds in there so i i, I like them uh, go, i like them going all out for some style sh- uh, style shifts uh, at the back end um and uh and and courtney's fun too i i, I actually had a really good courtney's time with, with, with courtney like yes. it, it's it's a it's it's always impressive to me when you know you got your an, sort of annoying villain character at the beginning slowly turning to someone you sympathize with and wa- want to root for and then you know they they, they have their uh, change of heart like that it, I, I think it's uh, it's it's always a good time to see that, and I, I Courtney's a fun one to root for in this in this show too. So um, like all in all, like, I I think there's just a lot of characters that I was able to connect to really well over the course of the of the show, and that that made it uh very rewarding to to get to the end end of the season and see where everybody ends up. Oh, and they didn't kill the dog. Oh my god, this finale. They also teased. They was, were that, was that in question? No, no, no. I'm just like, so I'm watching it. I'm stressed, right? And I'm like, not going to kill the dog. Like, they can't kill him. Like, I love Pugsley so much. And I'm like, they're not, but there's, there's, they do it a couple of times. Like, there's a tombstone when they're running up in the finale where they're like, it's like, it's literally the tombstone says something about killing the dog. And I'm like, oh my oh, yeah. God, y'all are not doing this. And I, and so I was like, they can't do it. And so I was just glad that they, they really didn't kill the dog. <laughs> now, now question, would you have felt as bad if uh, Pugly stayed alive, but did lose his ability to speak? Would you still, would you feel bad about that? Yes, absolutely. Like, oh, would, well, would that be the same as him dying? Well, that's, I, I, that's this I, is a Kipo question. I guess. Yeah, this is a Kipo <laughs> question. Is this okay to say? I've already traumatized one of my friends. Um, yes, I would still feel bad. I, that show ruined my life. So yes, <laughs> it's just as bad. Yeah, I think that's killing him if you take his sentience away after. Yeah. Or yeah, I, I, I was worried about that. I was like, are we going to like re- revert back Pugsley back? And like, that, well, that, that would be that, weird. Thing to think about. <laughs> I almost thought. I mean, I for a little bit, I thought that was going to be a plot line. But granted, I loved how they spun it. Like, well, they did it where it was like, oh, well, you sound just like grandma, and and so so I thought that was going to be a thing too. Is like, oh no, now I have to cure Pugsley. But I'm like, okay, good. No, he's just going to be. He's just going to be like magic dog. I'm fine with this. Yeah, that's true. Episode two, they 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 um you know reflect um Bar- Barney's uh, situation in Pugsley of like finding a new identity and uh, so that, that if, in that light, it would probably have been a bad idea to revert. To Pugsley. Yeah, it would have been bad. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, other, yeah, wrapping up the favorite things. Um, yeah, I mean, we mentioned Courtney. Would it shock you to know that I am a huge Courtney stan? Uh, Courtney Port- is my favorite character. Courtney uh, checks all of your boxes for favorite characters. <laughs> except it's like a weird little demon, but uh, that doesn't deter me. I mean, uh, Cor- Cor- uh, I didn't know I would fall in love with Courtney so much. But okay, uh, I still wasn't over. Like, I'm watching the show, and she's like, "I'm Courtney." I'm like, "The demon's name is Courtney." <laughs> Like, and then, like, it just got better, because she's, like, she's such a little gremlin. Like, she's, like, Peridot, but, like, 
times a thousand. Wow, yeah, that's a good kind, connection. Kind of Paradox, <laughs> kind of Aquamarine, like, uh, yeah. like uh, I, I, I'll, I'll stop short of calling Courtney, like, the breakout character of the show, because Barney and Norma, and Ever, they're so good, but to, in my yeah. heart, Courtney is the breakout character. Courtney, like, I think, is the most surprising one for me. Like, it was like, I, I wouldn't have expected loving Courtney in, like, the first couple of episodes, but she, she gets there, you know? <laughs> I, I just I I was uh, preferred her material over everyone's by the end of the show. Like uh, it was so good. I mean, in the musical episode, we'll get to it. Um, another aspect. So I love how the show handled the Pauline lore. Uh, like at the beginning, uh, the whole show, the whole first half of Sam. Like, okay, so where is she? Uh, like, is she alive? What's up with her? And then the show does something with it, and it becomes the main mystery. And like. Uh, it, it it culminating in a huge way. I love how that was handled by the season. Um, I oh, thought, you mean Dolly Parton? Um, okay, so I was going to talk about this later, but that was the only comparison I thought of for her. Oh, this. I mean, literally, it's she's. So I'm sorry. As the a Dollywood. I, I was going to go to you as Dollywood. our Southern correspondent, Delaney. Is is Thank this you. is this based on Dollywood? It has to be like so or like so. It's. I will say I have I personally have not been to Dollywood. Oh well, I have, so maybe I'm the expert here. Wow, well, I'm the gay Dolly Parton expert. <laughs> <laughs> Is but she's like Dolly Parton if Dolly Parton was like also a mega TV star, I guess. And if Dolly Parton was evil, and we have so much evidence that Dolly Parton is not evil. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But I, they, I mean, I was I, th- that. That's the thing. In the beginning of the show, I was just lost in like trying to understand Phoenix Parks. I just did not. I love it. Like, this, there's no real analog except for Dolly Dollywood for for this, and uh, well, I just it takes. It's so good. It takes that whole like child actor through all of these shows, like. Like it's which is like this is like like I don't know. I just really resonated with Norma. Like this upset. Like this is like murder. She wrote. Hmm. Like just this, like, but also like she's been in all of these different. Like we can pick different actors, and it could be this could be them. Yeah, she's like an amalgamation. I, I still don't fully understand the role of Phoenix Parks in this world, but like by the end of the season, uh, we never see outside of this one well, town, well, city, etc. Well, that's kind of what it is. Is like Phoenix Park. That's, uh, that's something I wanted to talk about. Kind of was that Phoenix Parks is kind of a character. Uh, yes, the, the the location is the character. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's it's. I, I did. I thought it was just dead end in the first episode. Like, I thought that was right. The no, it's and then it's, no, it's like, oh, there's it, a whole thing here. Like, no, we're at Disney World. Like, that's what this is. Yeah. But it's like, and I should say, I think I believe none of us have read the 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 web comic. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, I have not. Yeah. So uh, maybe there's more information, but um. I think a lot of the scope of the lore makes sense if you conceive of this as a as originally as a web comic. Um, and it's and it's like well, and I kind of like it that it's smaller. Like so, they obviously they live in this town where this theme park lives. Yeah, I'm like, is Phoenix Park such a big deal to everyone in the world, or is it just that this is a town, and so the town is like based around the park? Well, and I ha- I like I've um, growing up there is um, there is Holiday World, and it is in Santa Claus, Indiana. And I'm not like, it's literally the town, Santa Claus, Indiana, and Holiday World is there. And originally it was just Santa Claus, but they have all of the holidays. There's 4th of, I say all, this is the holidays they have. They have 4th of July, Thanksgiving, um, Halloween, and there's also a water park. (laughs) (laughs) This is a thing. So so those are like the, the, the sections of the park. Yeah, and that they, we see this also in, um, like, I love when they do Christmas in July, 
like that's just so like this is so extremely like southern weird theme park the, the holidayworld.com is a pretty quality website, by the way. Pretty terrible. Yeah, no, it's so, great. It's, oh, it's well, like they also. Websites. I, I was like, what are you talking about? Other theme parks do like the holiday stuff. Like, uh, like. Yeah. But no, this is Holiday World is literally a theme park based on holidays in Santa Claus, Indiana. I've never heard you mention this before. <laughs> I went there all the time growing up. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, we're going to so, come like, back to. <laughs> like extremely like i was like i've been here like i was ready for like what i and then there's like camelot land that gag so good and then like i was i loved the theme park so good like i just love theme parks i don't know yeah the yeah, theme it's... parks i went i went to growing up were playland and rye new york and lake compounds in bristol connecticut and both of those are like kind of small towns where like the theme park is the major mm. attraction that gets people to come to the rest of the of the town so like i think that that in itself is a realistic part of dead end where like the theme park is the thing and the rest of the town we don't really care about because you kind of are going out of your way to go to this park i guess and like the pe- local people are the ones that have to stab you they're the only ones around well and, like, I, mean, and I think that's part of what goes kind of so this is, this is definitely dollywood like uh yeah okay we'll, we'll maybe come back to this although we've I already talked about this Axe has also acted like to be yeah i assume she's not like the tv star like this show presents uh no like, there is a big um i mean I i'm also say- i'm also like how much is is norma biased right like i don't is it maybe this is like a small actress who just happens to have a theme park but like the people are obsessed with her right uh, i don't know i don't know there's a lot kind of well it's kind of well when you think about kind of like mickey mouse like there are like I don't know. Like, there's a lot of, like, part of it's, like, the parallels, I think, also with, like, things that have happened in the real world (laughs) and this story. (laughs) So I think there's, like, I really connecting with, like, the end and, like, where she kind of has to, like, separate, like, who Pauline really is and, like, what Pauline has meant to her. Yeah. And, Uh, like, Norma's, yeah, Norma's, like, idol worshiping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's uh, come back to this to the extent that uh, we 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 want to later. To in terms of we might have deconstructed uh, uh, Phoenix Parks enough, but uh, Sorry, there's a lot of other good topics. Started. I was like, you well, mean Dolly Parton? Well, one small thing with with Pauline, I want to say the look also is very reminiscent of Tammy Faye. I just want to throw that out there as a <laughs> another comparison. So similarly, like you know, that they're always around on TV all the time, but like you're not really sure exactly what she did, but she was famous. <laughs> yeah. Would be an okay. interesting one. Um, well, they definitely went, I mean, they did the whole, her look and they, I think they did a good, like the icon, like it's just very like, I, I mean, she looks, she looks like so many people in animation too. That's kind of like what I appreciate too. Like, this I don't know. There's a lot we could we could like write a thesis on like her icon like on like yeah that, that you would do that yes. I would yeah. okay you can report back once you've read the the comics yeah I'm so excited they're all sold out online so I'm like I have to go hunt wow okay Ooh, can you hunt yeah, nice okay uh let's 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 go, go to our what was supposed to be our first topic but maybe we'll insert that phoenix parks topic up there um diving more into uh the trans transgender representation in uh dead end um barney being the first kind of like he's like the main character uh that is certainly like the first like literally the main character who's trans that we've seen in any show we've that i'm aware of at least um 
uh, for for kids animation. So kind of like revolutionary trans rep, which is like one of the most underrepresented groups in our field of generally focused like on kids animation, generally animation in general. Um, you know, we've made a lot of strides, which we've talked about in the Owl House podcast in terms of uh, uh, like female, female and male, male romance representation. Right. But like uh, a lot of other aspects of uh, LGBTQIA plus, except right, like uh, are, are lagging behind in representation, specifically trans characters we've really not seen uh, many of. And uh, the show not only has a trans main character, but has like uh, character arcs uh, surrounding him and his identity throughout the season, which I think you guys have given a good introduction to already. Um, and, uh, I, I, I agree are like really, really well handled. Um, like, so I, I guess that's the first thing I want to talk about in terms of the, this is, is like the aspect of, it's just extremely consistently presented throughout the season, right? Like, uh, yeah. Barney, Barney and his family, Barney finding his place in the park. Um, I thought these were all, these themes are really well interwoven throughout the season. Yes. And I don't know, it's just hard to put into words, I think, like how like it's how important and how Yeah, and especially right now when queer people, particularly trans people, are under attack by Republicans and conservatives. At, well, uh, I I, be- I believe Dead End was specifically cited as a show along with like Shira a couple of days before release by one of those politicians, which is insane to think yeah. we were uh, we're oh, at that point. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm wondering if there will be more of that for shows like Dead End and The Owl House. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, a, a, a important no now more than ever, and always important. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the show. At, at, first of all, the show does great in terms of like it's 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 throughout the entire season. Um, other aspects, Barney says he's trans in the show, right? Like yeah. in some ways, that's revolutionary. Like he literally, that's the thing. Like as soon as you're watching it, you feel it. But then when he like he says it, and he says it more than once. And I think a lot of the big thing that I really like appreciated too was, and a lot of people I've been seeing some of this on Twitter, and um, the. It doesn't stop. He doesn't need his family to his family's like, we accept you. But we have that scene in the the saloon. And like, I also um, I love his little brother so much. Like I would like I would I would die for Patrick. Did did you have older sibling uh, energy with Barney? Oh, yes, I was like, so when I so because at first you're like, that's the thing, because, you know, if you haven't seen the webcomic or uh, if you haven't read the webcomic or because I didn't have any. I was just watching. I was like this. I because I've been I've been following. I was excited for the show to come out and I was like, OK, it's here. And so I didn't have anything going in. And you just kind of find out like, oh, Barney. And then Barney has a little brother. And I'm like, you have a little brother. Like, and the birthday party. Like, yeah, everything. yeah, I was I was surprised, too. I agree. Um well, we can talk talk more about Patrick. Although he's like his, him and his whole family are really interwoven. Throughout you know, and I think that's part of what's so great about what they do is like, and and I think it's important too is like we don't ha- we focus on what's like can change in the struggle, but then ultimately he gets a happy ending with his family, and I think that's really important. Yeah, they they reconcile. Um, they're better in the finale, at least a little bit. 
Right. I think that's great. Um, in terms of how the show presents it, uh, Delaney was talking about this already, but, you know, the show takes place after, you know, Barney, uh, he realizes he's trans and is is out and everything. He's living he's living as as a trans boy and he's never dead named in the show. Um, and we never see anything from his past, right? I believe, um, right? Which pretty shocking compared to every like every other TV yeah. show live action. No, I think like, that's part of what makes this like so, which one like you know we were talking about this show is like you know cute and some people might be like oh it's more palatable, but I'm also like for people who have lived this this is nice he loved like we can explore these things in an important cathartic way without also making everyone relive the trauma at the same time well you you made that point earlier and i i hadn't thought to stop to consider but it is a very strong choice to make clear that it was harm harmful language that he's dealing with in in the home but also not allowing those words to actually come through you right. can fill it you can fill it in your head if you want but like it, it, it it's it's in a way where it fits the tone of the show but also makes clear how serious this is for barney and uh, also like something i want to uh, add in here too i think that the show does a good job of being very direct in delineating the difference between acceptance and uh and support because it, it it hammers home a lot where the parents are like, we, yeah, we, we totally accept you. You're fine. But Barney makes clear that that just hearing that is not quite enough if it's not backed up by the by actions in the in those situations like with grandma. So that that is a uh, it, for a show that's aimed at young adults. I think it needs to be direct like that. Uh, and I think that it does it in a way where it's clear but it's not it's not preachy like it's right it's riding a very uh, a, a, a tight line to walk and i think it does it pretty well and it, it's an important um thing i think to specify when when talking about something like this i would like to hop off and real quick and just say this show when you said young adults which obviously young adults will love this show um this show is ty ty7 and for me that's what i love like because mm. i watch this i watch the like it's TVY7, and I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, uh, uh, Alex brought up in chat, and I was also going to mention High Guardian Spice as uh, the only other show I've seen with like significant like trans arcs. Is like, it out? Is it out? I didn't. Did I just yes, miss it? Yeah. yeah, it's out. I was going to recommend it to you, Delaney. But I think Dude. the show is a great complement to the the trans arcs in High Guardian Spice. Like that that show has a character who deals with like realizing they're trans, and we see that that whole thing and it gets you know we'll probably never get to see the continuation of it but um and then uh and uh dead end kind of like is an opposite end of the spectrum where i mentioned like barney is already living you know as as a trans boy um so i i would recommend if you like really enjoyed like seeing the extent of the trans rep in in dead end i would recommend high guardian spice on crunchyroll um as like the only other show the animated show that i've seen deal with it to this extent um does doesn't like does the opposite of a lot of the things we're talking about here but i mean i think that's valid to show as well um but uh it's like kind of just a different story it's telling um and of course when you have your audience and like especially where is this show gonna be you know there's different considerations you know especially like for this show to be on netflix and what it is doing like yeah it's pretty magical honestly yeah and i hope it, it has a lot of visibility um uh, being being on Netflix, um, 
Also, I never like things on Netflix. I super like this. You <laughs> mentioned a lot of Netflix shows already, by the way. So, uh, also, you know, Netflix not a great history with trans um, people right now. So it's, uh, right. it's a, a moral dilemma to watch anything there. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and it's it's you know it's it's uh, it's a big spectrum on the, that platform as. I believe as reading Hamish say they had like no pushback on any of this re- representation stuff and um that wouldn't be true on a lot of other networks. Right. Um it's it's pretty tough. Uh yeah, mentioning the um uh what we we're talking about before with the, the with the family, um I think the show does a good job showing there can still be like uh what it's saying like there can still be hardship and people can still not be like fully accepting of you even if they do like the bare minimum as the show says, like right. and accept you in basic mm-hmm. ways. I think that was like a great thing that the show portrayed. Um as reading Hamer saying the the parents they they say the right things but they don't necessarily do the right things as kind of right. what what they're getting across here. Um and um and yeah i think i think that the relationship with the family uh extremely uh presented throughout and and i mentioned yeah in in one of the early episodes barney saying like the park is just a place where barney can be barney um i thought that was like really powerful um and uh it's uh and he and he makes a uh comment about like i don't have to come out to people i can yeah. choose i'm just me I think that was my favorite part, even though it was early on. I thought that was that was so good, that whole conversation. Um Yeah, other how about other the, the and I and I think the the family thing is 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 what continues throughout the season. Alex, you mentioned before some some parts of the family. Any other um aspects of how you viewed Barney's relationship with his family? Well, I think also um the Delaney talked a little bit about his brother, Patrick, and mm. I think that's also like a, another uh another good thing that they uh highlight there is the difficulty in in a, in a in a home where you have both parents and siblings right there's you have different relationships with each of them and you may be made uncomfortable by some people and you may appreciate the uh, you may uh, love uh, other people in your family unconditionally but if both of those people are in the same home it makes it very complicated mm-hmm. in trying in having a, and having a home and feeling comfortable or like being around them even if that means having to separate yourself from people you actually do f- do feel comfortable with if the overall situation is messed up so seeing that in uh, in night of the living kids you know barney struggling with like i i i, I I have nothing against Patrick. Patrick hasn't done anything to me, but the the fact that 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 would require going back to an environment where he is not comfortable, that uh, that uh, is not welcomed, that uh, um like trying to that it that episode does a very good job of showing the mental gymnastics that you sometimes put yourself through when you're in a when when you have to deal with a a a a, a messed a messed up family situation like that. And we have in Patrick also, we show that these kids are um, a little bit at first. It's like, how old is everyone? But we do get some um, context. And Patrick is old enough to understand both. And like, ultimately, so Patrick's upset. And Patrick's like, you didn't text me back. But then Patrick also comes to understand why. And and he ends up being a force of like of trying to help and he's not super effective because he's he's like he's like 10 but he does um like he ends up i think being a really like powerful like ally 
And it's also like funny because um, in a lot of shows like this, you you would be like, no one else is going to know that the dog can talk. And then it's like, it's just immediately, um, Patrick, uh, I live in the park and <laughs> the, the dog Thank goodness we didn't have a subplot of, like, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was that one episode, right? Episode two where it's sort of hiding it. But after that, it's like, no, we give up. Let, let's and not it's great. And I, think, and I think that's part of like what's so good about like i think that's part of like we can have these important conversations these like and that is something that i love so much about the show is like the character episodes and we get a lot of like individual characters and basically all their individual relationships with each other yeah i think the character work is is really strong um to to close out the uh, uh, barney and his family alex any thoughts on how uh, it resolves in, in the last episode um, I think it resolves fine. Well, because it's the, between the saloon scene and into the fire, I'm not sure if there's any major advancement during mm. that time besides the, you know, dealing with the apocalypse. But like <laughs> Barney is separated from his family during all of that. So I think uh, at least personally, I was like, oh, OK, like uh, this, this is fine. But also I feel like. We we're missing a step, but that—that's just me. Like it, it wasn't outrageous, but like it, as the show shifted into focusing more on the story of the park, there uh, it kind of stopped uh, stopped uh, giving us advancement on on Barney's family stuff. So, uh, it, you know, it was it was a little bit of a jump, is all, is all I'll say. Yeah, there's well, a lot I think going there's on. There's a parallel like story, like the way they um, frame it. And what's I I don't I don't. Um, the name of the episode where they're in the saloon, but then also um, Norma is chasing her leads. Like the way they have paired these storylines next to each other, like how important they both are at the same time. And then when they cut it off and they're like, we're having a family discussion. We are too. Like, I think as much as there is a, there's a pause, it, they do feed back into each other. And I think in a, in a way that works really well narratively and, like ultimately, at the end, we—I don't think we get a full, full reconciliation. But I do like—I mean, we—we we do get the whole like, oh, who's your who's your boyfriend? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's very quick at, at the end, to be fair. So like, yeah, we don't really have a sense of like the full level going on. Also, I don't—I don't think I don't think there's a, uh, a an agreement that Barney's going back home necessarily. Like, no, Barney, so we definitely—he seems like he's staying there at the park. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's something I, I was going to say. I was definitely struck watching how uh, much how focused we are on the issue of the grandma and that one dinner, right? Like it's it's very it's like a very specific thing. But I think that in the end, when we kind of like the the mom is seems like she's going to be better about that specific thing. It's like okay, that she's we're, we maybe quote unquote resolved that, but it doesn't mean everything's solved. It doesn't mean this is like a completely great relationship. Now it's like one step, I think. The well, thing that, that that was talked about throughout the season is is addressed, but that's it. Well, and I think that's ultimately the way to go with something like this. Like when we're talking about something that is like takes so many forms and is in our society and is in our laws and all of these things. I think the way I think it was a really good idea to pinpoint on something that everyone can relate to. But then also we like. I don't know, the way they focused on it, I thought it was like, it was something you could resolve, but then leave, like, Barney's not yeah. going home, and we and we do get the very important admission from his mom that she was wrong. Yeah. 
And I, and I like that he's staying there. And of course, we could see a oh, season I mean, two. So I think it leaves it it open for the possibility of it continuing. Yeah, no, I, at the end, I was like, okay, season two has to come like right now. Definitely hoping. Not optimistic considering Netflix's track record with canceling everything recently. But um, yeah, I'd love a season two of this show. Yes, please. Um, yeah, uh, to, to wrap up a discussion, or for now, a discussion on Barney, I think uh, also other other aspects of Barney that I think are, are, are really important and awesome. Barney's, He's a cutie pie. Yes, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. He has I mean, blue hair. Yeah, which we see the dye or whatever at some point. I love right? it. Yeah. Oh, it's constant. Like, it's just like, this is my brand. And I'm like, I need to know what the brand is. Like, is there a brand? Yeah, when's that you, Delaney? When are you getting that blue hair? Uh, I would I would love to have blue hair, but it's it's still it's far off for now. Oh, it's far off. Okay, but <laughs> aspirational. Aspirational um, blue hair. We'll talk about Barney and logs. So I actually wasn't even transitioning into that. We'll we'll come back to that. Um, but uh, <laughs> the uh, Barney uh, it has a sh- the show has a diversity of body types. Um, yes, right. Like Barney's fat, and uh, that's actually really rare in uh, yeah. animation. Like shockingly, every character is skinny and or like normal body type in animation. Um, this is like a, I think actually like a big problem. Um, and having your main character have like a remotely diverse body type, I thought was really wonderful. Yes, and especially and or not in like not like a kid. Like Barney is like a teenager, almost like adult, and I guess also, like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm I a little unsure. Like they just or sixteen, like. So the comment that Norma makes, like I literally just rewatched the first episode before we started because I'm trying to force Tanya to watch it. Yes. Um, not that she's against watching it. It's just watching things is exhausting. <laughs> uh, you know, she's like, well, I'll just have to pick something else to hyper fixate on for 15 years. So I took that to mean <laughs> that she's 15, but she could be like borderline a little bit older. I don't know. It's like a job <laughs> interview, right? So they're, are they, and are they not in school? It seems so. This is all very much in the summer. Like they, they, uh, and they yeah. make a comment because they're like, "Oh, we're on, we're closed November through March because this is a, it's a theme park that's only open during the summer." So, so this is like summer. Oh yeah, yeah, they do make that joke. Yeah, yeah. Also, and, like, I, a complete scam. Like it's a complete scam, and I'm like watching it. I'm like, what horrible thing is going to happen to these children? The interview, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the flyer is very funny. Yeah, so and and Barney also Jewish, uh, which yes. I, I appreciate yeah. a lot. And what um, I really like was the the like okay, I get, this is the Logan thing, but like, so they drop like I'm not going to say Logan drop thing. it, but like you figure and you're like, oh, you're Jewish, cool. Like we keep going, and then like, but he's he's wearing his yarmulke in the wedding. Yes, <laughs> and in the musical and the dream oh. sequence, they they had a fantasy Jewish wedding. That was it's the best so part. Good. It was amazing. I was dying over it. It was so good. They have yarmulkes. They break the glass, which is like a transition in the animation. It is. It is wonderful. And Barney also has a Star David sweater in some episode. Oh yeah, the the Christmas in July. And he's, yeah. he's wearing his sweater. He's like, we don't celebrate to, to Pugsley. Yeah, I think that's so good. Yeah. Everything about it is great. So I definitely, definitely love that. Also, yeah, uh, surprisingly, not a, not a ton of explicitly Jewish characters in, in animation either. That's a little bit shocking. Um, so, so much. Uh, representation with Barney and we'll get to him being gay as well. And also all of the characters in this show, like they just pumped like representation into the show. And it's like good. I'll say despite all these, like, Oh, Barney is this and this, uh, Barney's like very normal. Like Barney's like a very, like, like in many ways, a typical main character. So I don't think it's like, Oh, we're checking boxes. Like this is like a person. This is like a real normal person. Also, he's like a himbo, but like, he is a himbo. Yeah. Such a himbo. Like, yeah, not, not, 
not dumb, but not like the smartest person. I don't know. He's kind of he's kind of dumb. <laughs> Let's talk about Norma. How about yeah? yeah. We didn't talk too oh, much. I love too Norma. Much. Yeah. What do you think about Norma Delaney? Um, I am Norma. I'm also Barney, but I think they do like Norma's just so much. Like they take. I like to think they kind of introduce Norma as like this very like stereotypical like oh like she's the smart character, but then it turns into like. Like, just all of our characters have special interests, and I love them. Yeah, but uh, Norma, we mentioned uh, with Pauline, right, and, and the parks. That's kind and of her entire point. everything. And I, I think, like, we were talking about Nine of the Living Kids. Like, she, like, she's like, finally, an intelligent conversation. Oh, I, I loved her bonding with the kid. I yes, think that was the first time I, like, really loved I guess the episode before as well, Love Norma. Well, I really, um, the, I don't know, there's just a lot of... There's just little things with Norma. Also, she's funny. Like a lot of times, she's funny. Like not, it's not, it's not like supposed to be funny, but she's hilarious. Yeah, and I feel like I mean, not you know, not qualified to talk about, but I feel like the show probably seemed like it towed a good line with that. Um, yeah, with how that was presented. We'll say Norma is 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 explicitly intended to be autistic. It's not said in the show. Um, I will say when I so I'm watching it and I'm like I relate to this a lot. And once you like when I when they tell you that outside of the show, you're like, I understand that makes sense. But also, um, like, I'm not like I'm also not qualified, but I'm a little bit more qualified for reasons I can't disclose. <laughs> but um, I uh, I think they do a really good job. And it's also something you can't like I think it's a good thing they don't like say it or. Like, it's very, something that's really uh, impactful for me was um, the Harmony episode, which mm-hmm. when you watch with mm-hmm. subtitles, they do such a good job because it's Harmony. And then it's like, no, it's Harm. Harmony. Yeah. So good. They did great. There's a lot of wordplay in this show, and I'm so glad the subtitles don't give it away because that's a big issue I have with a lot of shows. <laughs> um, when she's talking about, like, I'm scared of the real world. Yeah. So that was... Well, and, and you go you go into her mindscape and like everything is all distorted like you know they're, they're all many shows use animation to do, um show like well what it's like in those moments of anxiety where like you begin to disassociate or lose your right. your sense of, of reality and i think of the show like that, that that sequence there and i think it pops back up later in the season too but like that that uh, that um uh, that 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 strategy of uh, of showing what it's like from Norma's point of view, I think, is very effective there, especially. Yes, and it will not not only is it gorgeous and extremely different than anything you will see in the rest of the show, and also in general, like anything at all. It was um, like it was they did a real they did a real like just again the it's not I'm afraid of the real world and you're right they they touch on this multiple times and it's not just anxiety like there's a lot of things and if you want go back and watch also the beginning um they make it's kind you could say it's a joke but um she's bad with names and she's bad with faces <laughs> that is very much a thing yeah I think we have a lot of shows where there's like fandom headcanoning of characters as autistic right it's like very common if you're on the the uh the internet and, and, and that's a paradox uh, previously mentioned uh, yeah it was paradox uh, was i don't remember what the explicit intent but, of paradox was 
Uh, I don't know either, but head headcanons, there was a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's, really it's, it's wonderful when people headcanon characters. I yeah. think with the difference with a character like Normal, I, I got the explicit intent from the show. Like, yes. I feel like it's a different presentation. Like, this is a show that was, like, trying to to, to portray that that character. Um, and, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I thought it was very well handled. Alex, any uh, Norma thoughts? Um, I, I, well, yeah, I just think that Norma... Norma's directness leads to a lot of uh, humorous situation. Like they, they they play it well when uh, whenever she uh, is commenting on on um, what's going on around her. So I I just had a good time with that. And like you know in general, her slowly coming to coming to have a friendship with Barney, and then later with with uh, some of the other uh, cr- uh, crew members, especially ba- Badia. Um, like that, that, that all feels feels very nice to see it pr- progress uh, progress over the course of, uh, of the season. It, it feels um, especially when when you get a sense of uh, you know the the internal um, situation she deals with whenever she's uh, around other people. It feels very rewarding to to see that happen. Yeah. I, lo- yeah. I loved the, the, toward the end of the season, Norma investigating Pauline and everything there. The, but it's also really shined. Um, there's no, another thing I really appreciate. There is no. They don't do anything like we have to fix Norma. We have to do this. And especially at the end, um, when we're tricking Pauline, we use a spell. And it's not about like we don't, you know, a lot of times with characters like this and we like we don't we don't have to do any of that. And at the end, Norma is still. What do we want to say? When I say prickly, I don't actually mean prickly, mm-hmm. but, you know, she's still her and we don't have to go through this whole, oh, well, Nora made friends because she's different now. Yeah, but, I think. And, well, what, what the, that's it, the, it's interesting in hindsight is that the resolution of episode three, while Barney and and Norma's the other uh, other people around are trying to you know calm her down the resolution of the plot is that her fear is is so strong and it explodes yes. the demon like it's not really an overcoming fear kind of story mm. there right it's no. more it's like this the, this happened and uh, it, it ended the story but we it's not like your fear went away or anything right. and that that feels a little more uh, more natural to how life goes sometimes yeah well she's that's that's the ultimate the message that i really like took away from that episode was norma is so strong and especially in that very much and thing a lot of people can relate to that she's afraid of the real world and this made up fake fear she's like i'd live with this every day you can't like i'm overwhelmed all the time yeah, and it's a very powerful message. Yeah, I, I, I really, did really like that. Um, we mentioned uh, Badia and Norma's the friend throughout the, the the show. We can <laughs> we can talk about the other characters now. Um, Badia, you know, a more minor character along with Logan, um, uh, Hijabi, which is another uh, very underrepresented uh, type of character shown. R- real wonderful to see another Hijabi uh, character. Um, also, but she's uh, in charge, and she like shows up and she's just always trying to be like hey let's hang out and norma is just such yeah it's like, like a forced friendship at first it's so but... good <laughs> uh, i was gonna ask the big question is are we shipping norma and badia a thousand percent the hilt hands in the finale i was already shipping there's there's a blush at the end right yeah no and they're like <gasps> like it's happening like i was shipping it like she were you shipping it the whole... what's your tell, walk us through delaney your experience <laughs> with norma badia i'm curious I mean, like, one, she very, very much, well, in the beach episode, she's like, she comes and sits down, and they talk, 
And then, like, it's just, it, it started then. Like, she, it's just what you have to do. Like, they're going to be friends. And then now were, were you re- Were you re- reading romance right away with them? Yes. Because already Barney and um, uh, Norma were just going to be, like, biffles forever. So I was just... Yeah, see, I, I was, I was like, not reading romance at first with Norma Badia, but then by the end, I was like, okay, okay this, when you they do seem pretty close. Slide, you're going to get married. Like, that's how this works. Is that how that works? That's yeah. a thing? No, I love that. No, when she was like, I love the nicknames, I was like, yep, this is happening. <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, she gets the cool one. Deathslide is a cool nickname. Logs, not as much. So good. Yeah, is he Logs because he... Why is is that Logan? That's just short for Logan. Right? Okay, see, I well, couldn't figure that out either. I couldn't figure that he out. He doesn't work on like the log plume. He doesn't. Does he? I don't Does know. He? I don't know. I'll, that's he, he, he's researching that line of the log. No plume one. Thing oh no, no no no. Uh, Logs is safety officer. Remember, he's like all about. Oh, uh, yeah yeah. The so it's just because at some point they started saying Logs, and I'm like, who's Logs? So I did, I had a connection. So I also didn't know his real name, so I did. I was very just confused. Oh no! I can, I want you to know I read the Wikipedia before this, and I was like, oh, his name's Logan. Like completely forgot his name. <laughs> yeah, at some point they don't call him that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they like. Well, they keep being like, you have to call the call everyone their actual name because Barney keeps like trying to like instill this in Norma. And Norma's yeah, and then like, at the, no, then, then, then she just calls them all that again. Yeah, so that's good. good. Yeah. Um, but uh, it seems like it seems like they kind of are intending romance at by the end with Norma Badia, like so that could be a thing in season two. Well, and especially when she's like, "I saw you on TV," and Norma's like, "What?" So good. Yeah, yeah she's very excited about that. Um, how about uh, let's talk about Pugsley? Um, oh, Pugsley. You mean the standout <laughs> character of the show? It's Pugsley. It's Is not Pugsley Norman. your standout character? Yes, yeah. I love him. He's the talking dog who can do magic. Yes. It's pretty funny that the it's like oh who's the person who does magic in the show? It's the dog. In the, it's in the dog. Yeah. And then also like so Courtney is teaching him how to do magic, and constantly threatening to eat him. And then also he does the like happy birthday, and it's the I make everyone sing song. So good. It's the execution of the finale is just yeah. It, mm-hmm. The show is written for me specifically. Like <laughs> Alex uh, Pugsley thoughts. Yeah, um, but cats usually get magic. I feel so. Magic yes. dog is a little mm. bit of a, of a left, left turn. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Pugsley's a sweetie. <laughs> also, he's a pug. Like, yeah, you gotta waddle around everywhere <laughs> to, to get around. Uh, I I think that near the end of the season, you know, they they get some juice out of him struggling with uh, controlling the evil uh, lurking beneath his his uh, soul. Uh, and he gets um, homesick. He talks to Courtney about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they they talk about homesickness. Obviously, episode two, you know, using him as a parallel for Barney for Barney's uh, identity, um, was also very um very effective. I mean that 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 line where uh, um you know you, you're you're talking just like grandma coming out of Pugsley's mouth is like so effect, so effective. I I gasped at the screen like whoa. <laughs> uh, so they they, and they it used... echoed and it echoed in the subway and I was like yeah. oh, I can't believe the dog just said that. Yeah, yeah, the dog. So, so uh, yeah, Pugsley very, very, very effective when when they uh, when they use him, and uh, um, I, 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 I'm very happy he gets to keep his his speaking 
form so he can inform everybody his his needs and wants like uh like the rest of us conscious folk. Also, he just irritated the ever living nonsense out of um Temelucas until he was like, "Fine, I'm leaving. You can you can stay alive. You can whatever. <laughs> I'm leaving. I don't want to deal with this anymore." Yeah, him with Tim, Tim and Temelucas are great. Their duet is is amazing. Um, oh, oh, it's mm. it's good. Like we'll get to all the songs, uh, but yeah, I love. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, have any Tema Lucas and uh, his his sister's name I always forget. Um, Zagan. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, they're cheering her name. Yeah, uh, and the demons. I mean, I guess we can talk about them. We talk about the demon lore. Um, but yeah, Pugsley's great. We talked about Courtney uh, a lot already. Uh, she's just the best. I don't know if I could have too much uh, discourse on why I love Courtney so much. I just do. Well, it's because I love like why don't we love like Courtney's great. Yeah, it's like she, she's a slob around the house. Mm. Uh, watches the t- watches the reality also, TV. Oh yeah, she relatable. Has a and a dog, like she's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 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 they tow like great lines. I feel like with Courtney, like she's like eats trash, but she's not like overly gross. Um, yeah. I, like it's like endearing. Um, also, also, she's like, oh, you got me trash because I'm a demon, and he's like, you like trash, and she's like, that's not the point. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. She she betrays them at the end, but it's not. But it, she didn't lose me, right? Like I was kind of rooting right. for her still. Oh, no, so. the whole, well, the whole time I was like, she's gonna go back because she's she's not because she's not evil. Like she actually she cares. She doesn't. Yeah, want you to- can you can. Yeah, it was right. Like they did it after. You can tell she cares. You can tell it's gonna. She's gonna go back for them, and then and yeah. then the twist at the end. Yeah. What's the, what's the twist at the end? Oh, that she was, uh, was had angel, angel cuffs on. Yeah, it was angel cuffs, <laughs> not demon cuffs. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about the angels. And then they have the, the um, biblically accurate um, angel. God, okay, we'll, okay, we'll, okay, hold that, hold that thought. I, I, I have questions about what you just said. But hold so funny. Uh, and then Logan. So let's talk about, I mean, unless there's any comments on Logan on his own, um, we can talk about Barney and Logan. Uh, Logan's a cutie pie, except um, he can get rid of his little mustache and needs to go. <laughs> wow. he's a little, He can have a mustache if he wants. Look, you're 16 years old. You're, like, figuring out, like, what your face <laughs> looks best with. So, like, yeah, I I, I've been there. I get it. <laughs> I feel like Logan's like a great heartthrob for a Barney character. I um, love it. No, well, they they set it up immediately, and I'm like, oh my god, and like, and I'm glad that they did it though, like in a way that like Logan, you actually get like it's not just this random like, I don't know. They do a really good job of it. Yeah, um, he he's a great singer, by the way. He's a minor role in the first song, but uh, it's it's wonderful. So Barney and Log. So uh, yeah, even more queer representation. They have a whole romance arc. Culminates with them kissing at the end. Oh my god! Um, this is, I forgot we didn't even talk about the the, the twenty two minute episode that was like hmm. wait time twenty two minutes, and it was like the most like amazing. Um, that's one of the big highlights for sure with the Barney logs. Yes, uh, it was also physically painful to watch. One, we have the it was painful cheering them on. Yeah, and then this was the moment I really started like live texting Dylan what was happening because I was like Dylan I can't live like this because I was like, oh god they're gonna take I was they pull out the magic book and I'm like don't do this and they're like oh, we're gonna take turns possessing you and I was like this is so bad this is yeah so this is the most bad. embarrassing episode for it, right like uh, yeah is is it was worth it but uh... also if we really want to psychoanalyze it there's like a lot here about like figuring yourself out but it was also just horrifically painful to watch. Well, I also thought it was an interesting move at the end of the episode. Barney decides not to actually go on the ride. That was the best. Yes. I think like, that was ultimately like the that was the best resolution to the episode. <laughs> I really wasn't ready either for him to be like, nope. But it was good. Good for Barney. 
Yeah, it's like it was. It's, it's a thing where it's like his friends are important and what what's going on there. So, so this isn't his whole thing, right? Like, well, I think, and I think, he, well, this is when he also runs out and he, this is when he says hi to his parents. Oh, it's his parents. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I, I think that the whole romance is, it's, it's very like consistently presented, but it's not the most important thing. It's not as important as, as Barney himself and his identity. Um, but, uh, it's, 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 it's a great, like, kind of minor plot line throughout the season. And it was a great way to get them out of jail. We're like, please let me out. Well, the, the, they're saying they, they each been trying to ask each other out all summer. I have not, I did not see those efforts. They <laughs> both suck, Alex. I think it, the, the, the wait time 22 minutes would be the only kind of thing equivalent Honestly, to that. I'm just glad the lesbians didn't, like, kill Barney because Barney would have deserved it at multiple points in that episode. <laughs> I couldn't have been them. That would have been so Like when he started eating stuff out of their purse, like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, this that's... is what the kids are into these days. <laughs> no, I love the comments are so good. Like, like when it starts, I was like, oh my God, so good. And then in uh, the musical episode, we get uh, Barney's song about uh, about logs. And then at the end, he says they were trying to ask each other out. Very Lumity-esque. Um, and cool. uh, it's... it's, it's a I... song. Is that not your favorite Courtney song? We're not that. We're going to go. This isn't the music <laughs> section. This is the Barney Log section. <laughs> don't the spoil my take. Don't spoil my takes without even knowing them. We're, we're just the really songs. itching to talk about the musical episode. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of restraint because it's the best. But um, Exactly. And the Barney song is great about about him. And then I love the way he asks him out. And he's like, uh, hey, at the end. Um, yes. and, uh, and then they're just like, yeah. And it's quick and it's and it's good. And then they kiss. Uh, it's, 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 okay. Why are all our ships not this painless? I feel like I agree. Um, no, this is that's I, I would like to describe this show also as painless, which I think is like so good. We just talked about episode six, which is a lot of pain. Uh, other than that, I, I we have know. one episode of pain other than like four seasons of Starco, right? Like this is this uh, is much yeah. better, much preferred. Also, it was secondhand embarrassment, but like I also when you get to the end, like they handle it well. Also, it was a good usage of figuring out about the in-between. Because I was like because I, w- I was there before them, or I was like, okay, no one, where's Barney? Like, all of you have been in Barney. Where's Barney? Yeah, I really, I did really like how that worked with them between how they tied it to where the Pauline impersonator was. That, that, I think that's the first moment where, like, the show elevated for me. Not just on, it was always well, amazing character wise. I think that's the first episode where, like, the mystery begins, like, becoming more of yeah. a yeah. compelling force for the show. Yeah, it's like not only is the show amazing character-wise and is is a cool and as a cool lore and everything, it's like actively doing cool stuff with mythology yeah. and plot. Always like, okay, well, also it's so is... pretty. Why is it so pretty? The in between or the whole show? The whole show, but also like the in between, like the heart ride, like every like it's just. I mean, that was the Owl House episode. There's an in-between and they go on a uh, romantic ride or almost right. do. They yeah. almost do it to, to culminate them. But then they subvert it and they don't do it. Okay. The dead yeah, end was missing a hoodie. Norma. Also, he went with Norma. That's like the best part. Who's the hoodie of this show? Is it Courtney? Is it uh, the weird little worm thing that pops out? It's the weird little worm thing. Also, he has a name, oh. but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I wrote it down. Because uh, he's the correspondent. They're yeah, like, the, that was that was really funny when they actually named the the worm at the Gord, the Earth correspondent. And then like Hawks' castle is also like so good. <laughs> that was good. Um, any other Barney Logs thoughts? They're just cute, and we wish them happily ever after. Yes, agree. And if we got season two, we'd see them dating. Oh my god! Also, I love that. Like because like 
I'm sure this would like actually happen, but like because I like to think it's because Barney doesn't know that much. They're, he's just like, oh my god, he's so cute, but like he's wearing shorts. Like he has Locke's wearing shorts in like the wedding montage for like no reason. Oh, <laughs> he's wearing shorts. No, he's funny. wearing. I will say, as someone who did get married in shorts, like it's a choice. <laughs> like do it. Your, but, your ultimate representation. Wow. I wore blue shorts. Yes. No one else has been represented. No one has ever. This way. Yeah, never. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Uh, okay. Any other characters? I mean, okay. Well, let's, let's, we, we talked about, okay, let's, let's go through there. We talked about, uh, Phoenix Park. So we don't need to do a whole segment. Um, here's what I'll say about, we could talk about Pauline lore, right? Like her being the ghost. Um, and then like that. All the other Paulines. Yeah. It's, it's okay. So there's the, there's the impersonator in the beginning. It's like, where's she? But then I'm like, where's actual Pauline? Um, and then she's cutting the ribbon. I'm like, oh, I'm pointing at the TV. Oh, it's her. She's there. Wow. But then no. no. And then no. it's, I mean, it is, but it's like, she's, uh, possessing people. Yeah. Um, and it ties into her. This is how she's like staying relevant and young. And I like, wow. I, I, I love how all of this is. And I love ghost Pauline. Well, I thought that was re- also good. Well, it's not even relevant and young. She's dead. She straight up died. Yeah. Well, look, are you really dead if you are consistently possessing people and everyone thinks you're alive? Right. But that was the thing. And that was the funny thing that I really like. Like when they said life insurance commercial, I was like, she died. And then I will say I really enjoyed they used the line. Like, did Barney just straight up die? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and then they were like, is this what the lifeline's for? And I was like, oh, because I was like, Barney can't be dead. We're in the middle of the season. Obviously. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's I, I I love everything. Here's okay. Here's my one thing. I love how almost all of the lore with Pauline and everything was handled. Uh, here's my big question slash complaint. Right. Uh, in episode eight, um, we get a line. I believe I haven't rewatched. I believe we say Pauline installed the demon elevator in Dead End. Who do you think installed it? I feel like she says that. What's up with Pauline in the demon world? What's so, going on here? Right. So right. L- later on, that we they instill doubt when uh, when uh, Barney and, uh, and Norma t- uh, confront Courtney. They're like, do you actually believe that she can do that if she's asking you to do all this magic stuff? So, right, so I, she can't she can't go down or anything, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I think that they're throwing out there that it's very possible that was also a bluff that like she could not operate the elevator. Okay, if so, look, fine, if so, the big thing, I so no, first of all, I mean, you know, I'm very much like a, like a lore, when is the twist, like, like, so I was like, when is real Pauline going to come into play? And that was like, super satisfying, check, show, nailed that. The next thing that I wanted was, when are we connecting the Pauline stuff to the demon stuff? What is the connection? Mm-hmm. Those are the two big lore aspects of the show. And it's like, and then they said Pauline installed everyone. It's like, whoa! And then it's, that's it. So is this season two? Is this, is that, is it just that there happens to be the elevator in the park? Or is there something more here? So I think there's like one, like, I would definitely say it's season two, but like, so this, this does, that's definitely brings in some questions, but so she's green, like, uh, and so at first, um, when we see a piece is missing, I'm like, Oh, it's just all in the dog. And then I was like, oh, no, it's Pauline and the dog. And then it's like, no, Tim and Lucas went back, but we still have Pauline. So I'm, this is obvious. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like, another thing that I really enjoyed is like, Earth is the neutral realm. But yeah, I didn't think that was funny phrasing. Yeah. So um, the- and it's it's funny that, you know, like Pauline gets uh, upended by the the other thread and then she's like oh yeah i guess i guess she's on our side now um but, but, it's like, but and then so it's like 
so there's obviously another demon at play. Well, and well, we have a whole royal a demon royal family. But then that was only one plane. They were on planes five or seven. Yeah, we can we can bring in the demon world lore as well. Uh, we see. And so like, there's so that's the thing. I think like, aka either, hell. I don't know yeah. if it's is it technically hell, um, the underworld. You know. It's definitely implied to be, but we how many world they said something right? Like like, like unlike the unlike the Owl House's demon world, which is not hell, it's just a separate alternate right. realm, right? This is this is because there's a, a angels, so this is like there's a there's an actual like kind of like biblical contrast going on. You know, so. this is so this is based more on I would say like actual concepts of um yeah it's confusing because so many shows can have demons without it being like specific christian demon lore stuff and i think that that's why the 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 mention of angels is like such a turn because like at this point you're kind of used used to having demons in animated shows like it's just kind of a thing that a lot of shows do lately but angels is the thing that they avoid so i i I was very intrigued that and then when you actually get a look at it one is like whoa okay yeah i was i was shocked by it so delaney what's up with the angel what was your analysis here so one it's the like it looks like a little spaceship which as someone who grew up watching ancient aliens um (laughs) (laughs) like i um this is like there's a lot of depictions of angels and we talk about whatever cultures or whatever. So this is like, and and I've been watching a lot of Marvel stuff, this whole, like, they're like, Oh, this is the little secret angel honing drone. And there's a lot of descriptions of them looking like how it looked. So that's why that, I'm just explaining my biblically accurate. Oh, so, so this, this is how uh, some people actually interpret angels. To look like. Yes. This is actually yes, how yes. this is interpreted. This angels. weird. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I don't even know how you did, but it, the, the angel, uh, yoinks Pauline. Did it? At the end. Yeah. Did I miss that? Oh yeah. I yeah. Didn't, it's I very didn't fast. It's re- I, I just rewatched it. I'm pretty sure the angel yanks, yoinks the Pauline ghost. Um, and it's, he, it's a little unclear if it, Pauline was disappearing or, but no, I'm pretty sure the angel just took Pauline. Because um, I know, because I know, I just remember him being like, I think this is the people, the person, the people we've been looking for. I mean, need to, they need to have an interview with the guy upstairs. Which also that we they could just go up like one floor because every time they go down. But this is like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Is the elevator go up? Yeah, it's an elevator. So that's the thing too. <laughs> we see all the buttons. And I will say this is part of me looking at um, I when I was just on Hamish's Steel's website like earlier today because I was trying to find these books. Um, these are there are I, it's thirteen realms. So I'm not I could do more research looking into like what all like specifically we're looking at, but this is very much like we're going to have some twists. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of these questions are answered in the comic. Yeah. Yes, um, but then it's also this is definitely based on actual. Um, we can say religion. We can say mythology. Yeah, there, there, yeah, as we all know in the in the Bible, there's an elevator that goes down and up. Um, oh my god! Yeah, no, but I think the main thing is it just sets up angels as like a, a threat for season two. Yeah, um, which is fun. Uh, yeah, no, we can just do all. I would assume we would go to all of the realms, or that they have different. Um, yeah, and the concept of there being other kind of neutral realms or something, yes, other like Earth adjacent things or something like that. Yeah, I, that was very intriguing. Well, I really think Earth is just the one neutral realm, and then everything there's everything up and everything down. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so uh, there's there's levels below the ultimate hell in heaven. 
below and above. Yep, okay, here, here's my take uh, on the only slightly negative thing I'll say. I, I was more into the, much, much more into the Pauline ghost lore than the demon lore, personally. Well, that's um, there wasn't a lot of it. And the other thing I'll say is the musical episode, uh, incredibly phenomenal. Then we get to the actual finale, and I wasn't the most into the demon conflict in the finale. Thoughts? I think Zayn was like a bit of a letdown because I think it was like, oh, she's coming. And then she came. And she, <laughs> they also set her up several episodes ago. And then, yeah, she's just in one episode. Um, but I just I think like nine is like the actual climax to all the characters and stuff. And then uh, in 10, it's like just a big fight with uh, a bunch of people who I don't particularly care about. And like the problem to, uh, with with Zagan, half of that episode is her dealing with Temeculus not seeming like himself, and it's just kind of like we're waiting for something to happen there. <laughs> but, also, she's an easy out too because she's like, "You've been living among the humans, and you suddenly care." And we're like, "Yeah, can you stop killing all these people at an amusement park?" <laughs> yeah, I do think it was very well done, um, and I do think. Uh, Temeculus, uh, Temelucus, Temelucus, uh, I know the pronunciation. I think we know it's, it's it not Temeculus? Temelucus? Temelucus. Oh. I just Temelucus. rewatched okay. like the first episode. Temelucus. Temelucus. It's, t- it's a tough one. I think him, I like, uh, ultimately. Ca- fixing Dylan's typos. You're all oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, um, before Delaney fixed it, I probably misspelled Temelucus a million ways. You also had Bugsley? And I was like, just Bugsley. what? I was like, what? <laughs> Look, well, I'll type t- on Temecula my phone. Temecula is such a fun city name to say, so oh, that's why <laughs> I want it to be like that. But yeah, yeah. I, I do think Temelucus uh, ultimately like caring about humans that happens, right? I think that is satisfying. Um, and, and, also, and he's mad about it. That's the best part. Yeah, I thought that was good. And he was inside Pugsley, and so that's kind of Pugsley. And uh, so I think everything with Temelucus, I didn't need so much of him in the last episode, but I do think it worked. Uh, Zagan, not as much, but she also wasn't that important. So well, maybe she'll come back. We don't know. They have to go fight over the throne now, and then they're going to be Yeah, and there could be other members uh, of the royal family. Could be interesting. Uh, also, like, you know, Court- Courtney's free now to navigate between realms, so you have Courtney there as an opportunity to explore the lower realms a little more in the next season. I, I would be excited to see that. Yes. Yeah. Now, look. Uh, most also, as much courtney as possible please also um i would like so i don't know if this is true or not but assuming she had angel cuffs this would also allow her to go up yeah if that's a thing yeah if the elevator goes i mean i guess that's proof for the elevator going up is that the cuffs didn't allow courtney inside the ele- but i guess the cuffs could have just been issued by the angels and in, intended to block courtney from going down well it seems um, anyone can go into the elevator yeah, if the humans go in, can they just go in? Is that a thing? Well, so I will say oh, yeah, they Pug- did. They did go in. Yeah, yeah, they just went in. I will say Pugsley realized he could open the elevator. So maybe it needs some sort of activation, but like... Mm, yeah, maybe it's just activated. The, the other thing I'll say about the lore, I thought it was very funny that the setup of the show is like episode one, like the devil is freed and then we deal with it and we trap the devil and then the rest of the yes. show is like that, the aftermath. It's like, that was like such a huge event in retrospect. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a very funny setup for the show, but it does feel very comic-y. Um, but then, they, like, then they, but, but then, because it's a show, they bring it back. They bring all the, all the, and I think that's why they do it. It's like, oh, it has this like huge, ridiculous setup and then we'll actually culminate everything with to uh, Tamalukas at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Zagan's uh, way scarier than he's, I mean, he's been trapped in a dog. Like, 
Great. Also, I mean, using his powers the whole season, it's fine. It's very funny that you can just trap someone who's possessed by taking a photo. It's like pretty simple. Um, they they like have to go through hoops to take white people's phones um, whenever that comes up. Uh, but not that hard. Let's talk about the musical episode. To Yay! Okay. The best part. Okay, I've I've been saying this is like the standout thing from the show. Do, do we agree? Is this is this who what if is this your favorite episode? If not, what is your favorite episode, Delaney? Okay, it's it's the musical episode. Like I can't stop talking about the musical episode. Like the problem is, I love like every episode. I'm like, this is so good. I just keep watching it. It's so good. And then it suddenly becomes a musical. Like I didn't know there was going to be a musical episode. And then I watch it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever. Ooh, yeah, you didn't. You hadn't. You hadn't heard it. Was I had no episode. context. I didn't oh. know there was a musical episode. It starts. And also, what's he- your reaction when they start singing? so good because he's like happy birthday and he's like says a bunch of like he literally says all these words that we use in all these memes to be like oh my god gays love musicals and then he just and then josh just starts yeah that's what he said yeah and i I mean you use liza minnelli's name in your spell (laughs) spell, yeah so this is the problem i couldn't i wasn't 100 sure on how to say that name so i was like afraid of butchering it yes i heard that and i was like (laughs) however i was like oh my god this happened Spell is very funny yeah alex a favorite episode uh, I th- I think so, yeah. Like the, that that three episode stretch of Norma Comp, Paranormal Detective, Polly Phoenix Experience, Phantom of the Theme Park. Like that that's like it's, I think th- those three are so good. Three strongest it's so good. I agree. I agree. Though that run is incredible. I mean, the t- the finale is also good and very like. But uh, I was so into seven to nine. Yeah. Also, Barbora, like Queen. <laughs> yeah, Barbora. Uh, unsurprisingly, my phone was correcting correct auto correcting it to Barbara. Um, yeah, that's not. <laughs> Okay, let's go through the songs uh, of the musical. We have Dead End to start. Um, I don't know if these are the official names because they haven't put out the full album yet as of this recording. Dumb. Give us the full thing. They just have my Frankenstein out. Uh, I love Dead End intro song. I think it's actually really catchy um, with everyone. All of the songs were catchy. That's the problem. Yeah, or the feature. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, right. Or the feature. Those are the ten. I love Dead End. Then we have. Okay, here it is. Somewhere down there. Yes. Courtney, Courtney gets the I want song. Yeah. Like, the best part is she like, she goes up. Wait a second. And then yeah. Goes, oh, oh so I guess you can go up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think this is the best song. Somewhere down there. I love it so okay. much. Delaney spoiled it. But I, I, this is the. I'm sorry. I, be, okay, I didn't even have to know to know that. It no, was... you didn't. I didn't tell you. But uh, the, I, I love it so much. I've listened. I had to go into Netflix and play the episode and click around to find the songs. But I've been listening to it. It's so good. Lyr- lyrically, uh, musically. I mean, it's like it, this is the most typical, I feel like, Broadway sounding song. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if it's like the most typical or the best, but it feels like the best to me. I love also, it. Also, this is my ulterior motive. I need Tanya to, I'm, I'm, it's just my ulterior motive to give me an excuse to just watch the musical. Yes. I, I feel like she, I feel like she'd love Courtney too. Yes. Um, she is Courtney. Um, honestly, uh, the, no, this, it's, uh, it's so good. This, and then they, they it, it comes back in every medley reprise, like somewhere <laughs> down. Yeah, this so is Courtney's signature song. Whenever she wants to participate, she needs to sing. She, yeah, that she said. Yeah, that's yeah. She she does. She really deserved it. Never has a, such a deserving character gotten such a spotlight with Courtney in this song. <laughs> so good. Uh, Norma also. Uh, sim- I think similarly, an incredible song. My Frankenstein also also musically incredible. Also, well. the animation of this scene is like wild. This is her getting possessed. 
uh, by Pauline, right? Or like, well, uh, so she, so she's who, under the spell, so she looks like Pauline, yeah. and she's singing, and all the humans can see through it because they're like, it's Norma. And then she goes up there, and she, oh, it's such a good song, like, oh, oh my god. I feel like only she can see through. It. I don't remember. Um, well, I, I, I will say, so Baji was like, she was like Norma. Oh, yeah. How does she know? Okay, I'll re- I gotta rewatch it. I'm paying attention to the music when I'm playing them again. I gotta pay attention to what's going on. <laughs> All the smoke machines. <laughs> yeah. Well, then she, like, breaks everything because she's so good. Mm. Uh, it, this, it, this, this one's really good. Uh, we have Phantom of the Theme Park. Oh, uh, Phantom of the Theme Park is really good. It, it makes really me good. very happy that they included the classic Phantom of the Opera organs in there. They had to. <laughs> like, they had you, to. You, you need to get that in to do a proper homage to that. So the, the so prop, props for, for making sure that was included. Phantom of the Theme Park, so good. It's really good. Um, there's a reprise as well. Uh, okay, we could add, yeah. and then Ghost Pauline has a has a mini reprise of uh, Phantom of the Park, which is also incredible. Um, it's is uh, we have just some guy, which is uh, Barney singing about it, logs and the fake wedding, so good. And the fake wedding, yeah. So this is a great song, and also yeah, the animation is is so good. It's really uh, hard, like, so I need these on Spotify or something so I can listen to them. But, like, yes. the watching it is a full experience. <laughs> like, it's so good. Yeah, I agree. That, that adds a lot, the, the animation in the episode. Uh, then we have uh, the Pugsley-Temelucas duet. Probably put me in the driver's seat. Um, so good. I think really this is good. my, behind, somewhere down there, this is my second favorite it's of, really of, good. of the numbers. It's just very, very energetic. Uh, gives gives off a friend like me from Aladdin vibes. Exactly. Uh, that's what it, that's exactly what I, when it started, I was like, that's what this is. It's really good. Supposedly they put this in last minute in the episode. Wow. wow. They did a great job. The, the, the Pugsley is voiced by a guy from Broadway. That feels like a, a yeah, yeah. No, the, the, no. The story was like the, the, uh, I think Hamish wrote all the songs. Then they cast the show, and then they cast oh, that guy, and okay. then they're, they're like, like, "Oh, we need yeah, to give him a song." Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, you, you you get him. He's like the Beetlejuice guy, right? So it's like we gotta give him something. Is it? It's, it's okay. really good. Yeah, he's both of them, right? Pugsley and, and yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty phenomenal. And then we have uh, the re- we have. Uh, uh, oh yeah, so we have uh, Zem- Temi, uh, Temeculus, uh, Zagan. They have a reunion song that goes into somewhere down their reprise, um, and then we have Barney and Norma singing Dead End's reprise into, and then somewhere down there also there, uh, and <laughs> then the last song, uh, and then it ends. Oh my gosh, is this is this is this episode's so good? Um, it, it it takes animated musical episodes to like a next like. And this feels blasphemous to say, but it really does. It just it takes this whole thing like to like next level. I think this is the best singular ep- song episode that we've ever seen. Um, yeah, like that we've like there there's some like full musical shows like Central Park that are amazing, and obviously Centaur this World. is Centaur World, amazing. Uh, this is, I mean, uh, this is maybe blasphemous compared to Steve saying in Steven Universe, uh, but oh, I think this is because there's so many in there, and this is one episode. Uh, That's how I felt, but this one episode, I'm like, oh my god, like this, like this is Steven Universe, like watch, so we could have this, <laughs> like, I'll, like the, okay, I guess I will say the 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 musical episode being one of the climax episodes, particularly like the, the each character's, our main character's emotional climax episode. I, that felt so bold to me because I knew there was a musical episode coming to the show. They announced it. And I was like, okay, when is it? When is it? When is it? Oh, it's, it's the so second bad. to last episode? Wow. Yeah. 
Like that, that was, that was, uh, I, I think that's like one of the boldest things about it is that it ends up being in such a pivotal place in the show. And that only adds to the, how, how, how well it works. Cause these aren't just like these like monster of the week songs. These are very vital songs to the show in terms of what they're about for each character. I think that's such a key component of why this episode ends up being so phenomenal. And which is why the songs are so good because everyone was like, I have to die in, in this song. I have to put my soul into this song. And they did. Some actual souls floating flow, yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from now on, every show should have its climax be in musical form. That's my yes. takeaway. That is, yes. Like, what's uh, the I'll, what's I'll, the downside? Boom. <laughs> yeah. Can, can one of the specials be a musical? No, I, I think Dana said she doesn't like musicals, actually, so I don't think it's happening. Darn it. <laughs> But that would be so oh, amazing. Log says that. Log is like, we can watch anything but a musical. So good. When they're gonna yeah, that's a good movies. line, too. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Delaney, any other any other favorites? What, what's, your, what's your favorite, ultimately, here? Like, out of the songs? Yeah. Uh, it's my Frankenstein. I'm sorry. That song changed my life. I'm a different person after watching it. Yeah, how are you a different person now? Just so good. Like, I just, I just, I relate to Norma, like, so much on, like, a deep spiritual level. And then she sang that song, and I'm like... It was just so good. Also, at this point, Dylan has gone to bed, and I am texting Dylan, watching the finale, and I am like, you monster, <laughs> leaving me alone. Yeah, you expected me to stay up to, like, 1 a.m. for you to live text the, like, you I, didn't... So I started it at a reasonable time, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my god. What's you didn't have to finish it in one and then, So, and so Delaney, like, you, you, you watched this, like, really in one go, like, one night. <laughs> yes, I literally okay, okay. watched it all. Wow. I lived the experience that is the show. And then I had to like, I get to the, ep- like I get to the end. I'm home alone. It's me and the dog and the cat. And I'm watching and Dylan's like, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, I hate you. I did text Dylan that I, that I was like, I hate you. And then I watch it and I'm like, and I have to sleep after this. Yeah. Did you sleep? No. Hilarious. I think I went to bed at like three or four. It's fine. It's not important. Are you like imagining your dog singing now? I didn't. I was a little afraid that I was going to have like some. I'm glad Amber can't talk. Let me tell you, I don't want to know what she would say. Alex, any other favorites or parts of the song, Tyler? Um, yeah, I, I mentioned my favorite song somewhere down there, and put me in the driver's seat. I think are the highlights of this. And uh, yeah, in terms of musical episodes, I think Mr. Greg from Steven Universe remains top dog. Oh, but like yeah. that, but uh, and that's also one where like character development is intertwined with the songs that they're performing. I um, Greg, my heart hurts now. Thanks, Alex. But you're right. You, you are welcome. Craig, but, Craig uh, of the Creek has a musical yeah, episode. In, in that's the great too. Creek, that's also yeah. a pretty good one too. But I, I, I think uh, a key making me, these musical episodes work is when like obviously they're connected to the story but also it's very clear what they're referencing or what they're homaging to like it's just it's, it's a nice added he like oh okay i recognize this stuff from, from that classic musical you know so like you get it was a it was a nice hit a hit of dopamine every time a new song started coming like ah this feels good i, I, also, I like it was like all of the <laughs> culture was like injected into this episode <laughs> yeah f- uh, fl- flaming hot take this is even better than mr craig Wow, uh, I go. agree with Dylan. And I, I, all the all the Steven Universe people have Mr. Greg in like their top five. Though. I don't have in my top five, so that's not that hot to take. But uh, right. it's yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, a... also uh, uh, this is a minor thing, but like we talked a little bit about Zagan being kind of disappointing. The, the their reunion song is also kind of the weakest song of this of this episode too. Like it's, I not, it's not very memorable. That's what Zagan has going for her. She's yeah, it's like, 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 like her. 
Ziggins yeah, voiced by MJ Rodriguez, which is probably the biggest name in this in this cast list. And so, like, I feel I feel bad, but like, yeah, that's interesting. I feel, it, but, uh, well, season two. I feel like if we get season two, she'll come back. She'll be even scarier. Yeah, uh, fight, fight, fight that random angel. Uh, there's their songs kind of like in a medley anyway, so it's not it doesn't seem like that big a deal. But um, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, okay, we we talked about the musical episode. We talked about. Also, it's ridiculous how big the demons are for no reason. Like they just randomly decide to be huge. Like they can be like normal size. Or... Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He increase in size. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when he's a giant dog kaiju, so good. <laughs> giant dog kaiju. Yeah, it's, she's he. He becomes like ghost, and you can see little Pugsley in the middle, and she like drags her knife like all the way down him, and she's like gonna get the dog. But it's like she doesn't know anyway. Yeah, dog kaiju. That's exactly what happened. Dog, dog, a ghost dog kaiju. That's what happened. That's uh, it's uh, intense. Yeah, yeah. I need to rewatch the last episode. There's a lot happening uh, that I didn't process. Um, but yeah, kaiju fight. Delaney, what didn't we talk about from Dead End? I. You know, for like a haunt, they live in a haunted house, and like it wasn't even that. Like I was like, Dead End is like. It's like this, like, we get, we get the payoff, like, with, when we talk, like, Alex was talking about the episode where we go through all of, basically all of, um, Pauline's discography, (laughs) but it's, um, I don't know, I think we could have spent a little bit more time, like, in the house itself. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was it's it was satisfying a, to see the original. It's more episode. of a run-down, abandoned house than it is a haunted house. Yeah. Well, well, when, well, when you, when you watch the first episode, you're like, oh, it's haunted, and it's also, like, also, it's like a... So that is a question, I guess, when we talk about the the theme park. Was the entire theme park just built around this house where they filmed the show, or is the house a replica? But then it also has the crazy, like... I think they're all probably replicas. But yeah, are the other attractions, are any of them also, like, replicas from the sets of the... I No, I think it's just supposed to be a haunted house attraction that they based on the show. But then the elevator's there, so maybe that is... Well, that's my thing, is what's up with the the connection to demons? Yeah. So they have to... We have to get another season, because we have to know what's up with the elevator. I know. Uh, Is it... Do do either of y'all remember any mention of how long Courtney has been there? So, so she's been banished for like a hundred, like hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah, and I they might have said a year specifically in the house. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, yeah. So as as I understand it, it was a year because she was there when Jennifer Swan disappeared. At least then, yeah, but probably for longer. So she's been on the neutral plane for forever, but we don't know how long. Yeah, she's I'm not sure if it was specifically there. Oh God, are mm. there are there more elevators like all over the world? You would assume. Who knows? Yeah. How else are you going to get an army up to to Earth? You need a bunch of elevators. (laughs) Bunch of elevators. Seems like they can just waltz into the demon realm now in in the game show episode. Yeah. Well, they they do. Like, so they just listen. They're like, "Oh, go to floor seven and they're like, "Okay." And then Huck just like picks them up. Oh yeah, yeah. That that, that whole thing was fun. Oh, that was Uh, great. Also, they they would figure out the riddles, but then they also would like. We're not supposed to. So good. Yeah, Alex. Anything else we didn't talk about? Um, 
No, I think we were, we were pretty thorough. I mean, we I, we didn't talk a lot about the Polly Venus Experience episode, but like it just uh, you know that their representation of westerns and and uh, black and white movies. There's like a brief one where they're running every- through a, uh, like a, a very low budget space movie, and uh, oh, that was like my a- favorite. That was my favorite. <laughs> so I, I, I it's also like know- a Land Before Time reference, like a really terrible like. 80s like um dinosaur movie that was good too yeah yeah there's a a lot of uh, a lot of uh classic film uh tropes there uh, referencing in that in that episode that are pretty fun and uh, tying it in with like norma you know struggling with her vision of what pauline was uh tying that together all felt very uh very nice. The the image of static appearing throughout the episode. Yeah. Uh, the, Barney, I think, literally references it as the fourth wall. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he does. Like, it's so good. Yeah, I guess yeah. that that that's that's accurate in this context. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and you know it it, uh, it it culminates in like seeing Paul Polly and uh, you know get get replaced. So um, that was just like a very eventful episode and a very creative episode, and uh, it it gets a little overshadowed because it's right before the musical episode. But I still think that that one is also worth worthy of some praise too. That I don't think we've given it yet. No, I also it like so much happens. And it's also a legitimately like not only like gorgeously animated and like narrative structure. It's also like with as much serious stuff that's happening. It's it's a hilarious episode. Yeah. Like uh, also you have the the device of like everyone like is initially like playing into the roles and some of them play it longer than others. Like Court, Courtney is just like mm. play, playing into it for a while. Also, normally the whole time. That's the best. Yeah. Part. Yeah, uh, different animation styles really, really great for the different shows. I, I think it's the second best episode. I agree. It's it's really phenomenal. Um, uh, tw- tw- wait time, 22 minutes. The referencing uh, all these 30 minute shows being 22 minutes without commercials uh, and kind of supposed to be in real time. Good uh, meta gag. A lot of, a lot of meta stuff. In here also, well. the um, just the Dr. Love show itself being a gag was hilarious. And then we even get some of the dialogue and it's like, no wonder the show was canceled. So funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty satisfying. It's like, oh, and we actually get to see the show in, in, in two episodes. I think that's also the, what really works is especially because like, we don't us three we don't have the context of the webcomic or any of that and so when you watch it and we have to like get this character and then we're and norma talks about all of it but then we actually get to like see it and live it which i think was really well executed yeah and they do a really good job of doing it like over the season but then also like in this episode like yeah last thoughts I hope there's a season. Uh, I really do hope there's a season two because uh, I, I I really like this gang, and most of all, I would like to see them talk to God. I, I think we're yes. <laughs> <laughs> like just the, the the introduction of angels into this like really threw a wrench in my expectations for like where this show was going. I wasn't ready so, for it to be angels. Like I was, they were like it's angel. Like and then Zeggy just says it so offhanded, like oh those are angels. Yeah. Guys. And, and and like you you get the you get the look of the angel and it's like whoa this is like kind of freaky I would love to see what this yeah. uh, this universe's interpretation of the upper realm is like I would yes. I, 
I, I don't. I, we don't get much, uh, you know, like weird views of heaven uh, in 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 animation. So I, I I I would like to see it, and I would like to see Barney and Norma deal deal with that too. Um, and, and Pugsley, like, has Pugsley ever even thought of God in his life? Who who's to say? Well, there's uh, a lot of comments too. Well, there, and a lot of the singing of like, you know, there's kind of a lot of like, oh, we never thought like if we didn't survive, or like we never thought like. So I think this is there's a lot of like I'm um, subtext and I'm just like I want to know like where are we going? Yeah, so like the 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 the, the squabbles between the demons maybe not that compelling, but I am very interested to see what what they what they have planned for interactions between demons and angels and what's going on there. Also this the poor people at this part. <laughs> Yeah, well, angels uh, terrorize them next. Also, I really enjoyed that Pauline was like, I can't have all these people die at my park, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, talking to God, I've seen that somewhere before and when a show. Uh, Delaney, final thoughts? Love it. I just want season two. Um, I'm probably going to rewatch the musical episode 86 times because it's so good. Yes. Agree. Give us the soundtrack. Yeah, um, give it to us now. Uh, I'm wondering what since we I think we all agree the musical is the best episode. Would it make sense to recommend? I mean, we're we're way past spoiler free, but would it make sense to recommend someone watch that episode first? Uh, I mean, if if that's the only way to get them to watch the show, I guess so, right? Like, ideal. I think right. it builds on the character arcs from before. It really does, but it's better to just watch that and then try to convince them the whole thing than not watch at all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't think any of the spoilers are like such spoilers for the show that it would ruin it. Yeah, well, I guess it, I think it depends on who you're talking to and their definition of spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's Ghost Pauline, so I mean, that's, that's <laughs> kind of brutal. But uh, I feel like the show the whole time you're like she's dead, like you're like you just like. Yeah, and so then when you see her in the beginning of the episode, I'm like, what? So that's pretty cool. It is pretty good. Like yeah. they do a really. Like, I don't know. It just. I will say for the grand majority of people like us who have, don't really know anything about the webcomic, probably there are spoilers. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I agree that it's this. It's such a good episode that you kind of it's like. Also, oh, I definitely want the books own. because if we are getting a season two, it's going to take forever. So I need to know everything that happens. That's what, <laughs> I have a serious motive for getting the book. Are you one of those people who looks for the manga before waiting for the anime? Is this <laughs> well, I've never. Well, I will say, oh god, now I'm going to get outed as. Now I'm like, so I'm watching Spy Family and I'm looking. Uh. <laughs> so now I'm like. Are you going to read the manga now? Yeah. Yeah, because my brother was like, you need to watch this show. And I'm like, thank you for getting me into the show. That's not done yet. And my brother, <laughs> like, yeah, I've been reading the manga since it came out. I'm like, I hate you. I hate you. And yeah, now you know how watching animes works. Yes. And I'm, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the right conclusion. Okay. There you go. That's our. <laughs> <laughs> that's our discussion on dead end paranormal part let us know what you thought of all our comments uh anywhere you're listening leave a comment check out all our other podcasts at overlyanimated.com. uh if you enjoyed this you can consider supporting us via patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated thanks to all our current patrons especially our patron podcast julie and thanks as always to our patron executive producers steve michael and phonician um yeah, I mean, if you like this, check out our Owl House coverage, everything else. Um, we'll see when other shows are covering our back. Waiting on uh, U.S. broadcast for Ladybug, of course, if you were wondering. That's it. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.